0: Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week we've been prepping for the Adams Family movie that comes out um, actually tonight. I'm excited. I'm going to go see it with the kiddo. It I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, we've looked at the just handful of video games they've had. We've looked at all the different TV shows and movies and direct to video movies that over the last you know fifty ish years. And yesterday we even looked at the main family and all the characters and who they are and kind of a little bit of their background. And it's it's been a lot of fun. But today we're going to look at the man behind it all, Mr. Charles Adams. He was uh, the guy who created the Adams family. And yeah, so let's just look at his story. He was born Charles Samuel Adams on January 7th, 1912 in Westfield, New Jersey. Now, this uh, town in New Jersey... This is going to be a lot of inspiration for the Addams family. Is going to be drawn from that town. He, whether it's the different style buildings or what, there was just a, a lot to take in and to be seen. And he uh, took it with him, you know, throughout his whole career. His dad was a piano company executive, And his mom was a from what I can tell, just a stay at home mom. And growing up he was a bit of a rascal, is what everybody kinda said that he, you know, caused some trouble here and there and would really just kinda do whatever he wanted and but, you know, not like bad trouble, just kind of kids being kids trouble more than anything. Uh, he got, you know, some B and E, uh, breaking and entering a couple of times, but one of the mansions that he got caught breaking into would actually go on to be an inspiration for the design wise for the Adams family mansion. So I guess some good came of that. That's how we got that. And he would go on, he'd grow up. And went to Westfield High School. And while he was there, he actually did cartoons for the student magazine. Because back then, a lot of colleges, high schools, everything had magazines. And I I think it's something that needs to be, you know, even if you do like digital, bring back so that way the kids can showcase their art skills and gives them a, you know, an outlet for all that. Plus, it's, you know, hey, cheap labor because the kids will do it. For graduation credits and stuff But He did all that And After that he would go to college At Colgate University From 1929 to 1930 And After that he went to the University of Pennsylvania Where To this day there's actually A fine arts building there Named after him It has a cool little silhouette statue Of the Adams this out front, uh, you know, because they recognized not only his talent but what he contributed, and like I said, everything I can tell, he was a, just pretty much a good dude, and that that's all right. Uh, about this time, you know, he would move on, and then he would go to the Grand Central School of Art in New York from thirty one to thirty two, and while he was there. He got his first drawing published in the New Yorker. It was February 6th, 1932. It was just a, a, a little window washer scene. And he would work with them till 1937. He also, in 1933, joined the True Detective magazine, which was real big. I mean, ran, that magazine ran from 1924 to 1995. But his job there was to... This was before Photoshop. So he had to edit the pictures to actually take the blood out of them and he's even quoted saying that you know the pictures were better before i got a hold of them (laughs) they were more interesting so i I don't know i thought that was kind of funny and again just really speaks to his um dark humor and everything then world war ii came around and he served as a signal corps Uh, at the Cinema Corps Photographic Center where he made animated training films. And also around the time, in in late 1942, he met his first wife, Barbara. And rumor has it that she resembled Morticia a lot. And they were only married for eight years. And part of the reason for their divorce was Adams actually hated little kids. That was his only strike, I guess you would say, against him. Um, But he wasn't mean to him; he just didn't. Like little kids, and so I mean, I guess more power to him, and she wanted to adopt, and they never did and I think that's where a lot of the the stress and conflict and safe uh strife came from well, so they would split after eight years, and she'd actually marry another dude who worked at The New Yorker. then he met a second wife in nineteen fifty four who is also Barbara. I don't know dude's got a thing for Barbara. And she also kind of looked like Morticia. I guess the dude knows what he likes. But she was a lawyer, and she was kind of shady. She would end up controlling a lot of the TV and film franchises and managed to get her husband to give away some other rights and things and try to get him to take out this big insurance policy, and he thought that was kind of shady. So they divorced in 1956. Well then, fast forward a few years, and that's when we got the TV show that ran from '64 to '66, and um, ABC went to to him. This guy named David Levy was like, "Hey, we want to make this. Um, just give these people names." And as we looked at yesterday, you know, we found out where all their names came from. And his whole life, though, he was very sociable. He worked the inner circles and was a, a pretty big celebrity, you know, everybody said that he was kind of debonair and he was a lady killer. You'd see him out with like Greta Garbo, John, uh, Joan Fontaine, even Jackie Kennedy. He would go out and hang out with them at social events and things. And then in the later years of his life, in 1985, he married his third wife, Marilyn Matthews Miller. I guess got to get rid of the the Barbaras and they got married in a pet cemetery. So dudes Definitely interesting. Uh, Yeah. And when they did, he moved to New York and they called their state the swamp because, you know, the Adams always supposedly lived next to a swamp and it always was a, a pretty big part of their stories and the setting and stuff. So I guess that was his little tongue in cheek thing that he did. And he would die, he died September 29th, 1988, at the age of 76 in New York. He had a heart attack while he was parking his car. Ambulance showed up, took him to the hospital, and he died in the emergency room. So, pretty sad I mean, it comes for everybody, I guess. But he, he just had a little wake instead of a funeral, and he was cremated. And his ashes were buried in the pet cemetery there at the swamp. So, you know, pretty interesting life uh he was always not crazy but just a little out there and always made sure to have fun and entertain and that was something i think that helped endear him to so many people both privately and professionally um you know everybody you kind of knew what you were getting into with this guy and that's hey, you know what? That's that's great. You you knew it was gonna be a lot of fun and crazy and uh he he just had fun with life. And whether it be the hundred and fifty Adams family cartoons that he did over the years or any of his other stuff, he even uh did some stuff with Ray Bradbury at one time and they're gonna make a whole nother thing that was kinda like the Adams Family, but not uh it ended up You know, nothing ever came of it, but, you know, it just makes you wonder what else we could have gotten out of him because dude was working until the day he died. So that kudos to him. Way to go, Mr. Adams. Uh, Let me know what are some of your favorite Adams family comic strips. You can let us know. Here below on SoundCloud, or send us a picture on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for the Night Nerd out there and everywhere, and just love to talk to everybody. Or you can e- email them to me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.